ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats, dogs, and everything in between. Let birds, me your ears. Don't forget birds. Don't forget the birds. Let me your ears. This is the Know Your Devils podcast, a podcast hosted by two people whose names begin with E's as they talk about the D's to the E to the V to the I to the LDS devils. Now on the Spotify. Yes, right at the top of the show. Know Your Devils is now on Spotify for all your podcasting needs. If you didn't see at twitter.com slash knowyourdevils, we announced it. And hopefully with the next Reddit post, we uh, announced it there. But yes, we're now on Spotify. Good. Thank you very much. We are now on Spotify. So if you use the Spotify service for podcasting, which have to say, this isn't an ad, podcasting on Spotify really convenient and i love it yeah it actually uh it, it wasn't that hard to get up and running a while ago it was harder which is why we didn't do it but then they came out with this spotify for her podcasters and made it super easy so yeah now we're here now we're here welcome to spotify where every hundred views will get us uh one hundredth of a petty hey that ain't bad we're getting up there <laughs> moving on up we're going to uh, make a few hundredth of a penny every episode. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. So, yeah, we're back here with another episode. The Devils have played a couple games and kind of just talk about topics that have been on our minds. I mean, Eric, the Devils played three games, and two of them were losses, and they were just ugly. Ugly losses. Unexciting to watch. Just hard to find the, the positivity there. You know, we, we talk about trying to be glass half full instead of glass half empty. And I'm starting to feel like we got a glass with nothing in it. Yeah. And that's a, that's a little bit more tough to be like, is it half full? It's like, I don't even know if there's water in there. Like, I know. it's You try to find the positive in things, but it's like the Boston game. I mean, I expect I didn't expect the Devils to win that game. Like, it's no. just weak. We have, I don't think, I can't remember the last time we actually beat Boston. Boston's a great team. They're a playoff team. That's their identity. They're, they're a, going they're for the cup, cup. Yeah, they're a cup contender team. They might honestly be the favorite for the cup at this point. I wouldn't be surprised. That first line is amazing, even mm-hmm. though I hate Marchand. But yeah, he scores points. He does. And we didn't even have Pertiz Bergeron. And what was it, like 5-1, 5-2? I think we should get that right. Let me see. <laughs> I think it was 5-1. I'm going to say it was 5-1. Yeah, it was 5-1. So, yeah, I didn't expect us to win the Boston game, and rightfully so, we lost 5-1. to one. So it's just kind of like, yeah, we went up against a cup contender, and we got our teeth kicked in. Unfortunately, you can't expect a win out of Boston, and I think we talked about that where it was like, It'd be great if we got a win. We even joked around about winning Boston and then losing to the Red Wings. But I'm not too upset about the Boston loss. You kind of saw it coming. I am upset about the next game. Yeah, the Pittsburgh game in which the Devils were handed a 4-1 to loss. Eric, I, I won't lie to you. And it, it, what frustrates me about this team right now is I just kind of get a point with them. And I'm like, I, I just don't want to watch anymore. So I watched up until the third period, but then as soon as Pittsburgh went ahead, I was just like, all right, cool. Yeah, this is over. And I turned it off. See, I struggle and finish the games. I I always watch through to the end. How much am I paying attention while I'm watching? I feel like sometimes I go to this daydream land when I'm watching the Devils in third periods where I'm like, huh, Jack Hughes is 18 years old. That's cool. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> That's kind of yeah. an interesting thought to have, but okay. Uh, no, no, like, uh, you know, Nico Heischer is still growing. You know, like, if things like that where I'm like, you got to woo-saw me back to, yes, this is, this is great. There was a great quote from my girlfriend, actually, who is now into hockey. After, I guess, dating me, she's kind of caught it. She's like, oh, yeah, I was watching the game even while we were at the uh, Red Wings game. And I asked her, I was like, how do you feel about, you know, being a hockey fan now? She's like, oh, it's fun. I just wish you picked a better team that won sometimes because that would be more exciting. And it hurt me on a personal level because I had to be like, ah, they're getting better. Yeah, trying to. Well, I was trying to think of a joke, but honestly, it's like, eh. You know, it's like a relationship. It starts rough at the first year, and sometimes, you know, five years into it, you're still questioning, but you you stay committed. And that uh, sounds you... like an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> no, it's fine. They'll be good eventually. Remember that one time they were good? No, we'll just have to get a seventh dog. That'll uh, that'll make this relationship work, right? The I think I took dog... your example off the rails. Sorry. <laughs> I'll just uh, button that little whole entire uh, section of a podcast with, if you're in a toxic relationship, please look to get out of it. Uh, domestic abuse is not a joke. Oof. Oof. That is a... All right. Is, this, is that getting cut? It got cut? dark. It got <laughs> it real got dark. dark in here. The, the sun's losing. going down. <laughs> the sun has gone down. We're entering KYD after dark territory. No. Uh, so, never so again. Let's, never again. So let's get out of that. Uh, no, but seriously. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's tough. Like I said, I like to watch the games. I just looked at my phone like, okay, they scored another goal. I think I was talking to my fiance, and she's like, hey, what's the score of the Devils game? And I was like, oh, it's 2-1. And then she was looking at her phone. It's like, it's actually 3-1 now. I'm like, oh, well, balls. And that's unfortunately where we're at. And we have Mm -hmm. to admit it, but that's where we're at. It's a lot of, oh, it's 2-1. No, it's 3-1 now. Huh. Okay. Like, with that level of passion. We host a show about the Devils, and we're still like, uh, they're losing? Yeah. Okay. There's only so much you can put into it when it just keeps happening over and over again. And, I mean, how many more times are we going to post a GIF or a video of Jack Hughes doing something amazing and then not scoring? Which, hey, it's going to come. He's 18 years old. But it's like, that's all we're we're holding on to now. It's just like, hey, look, we did a pretty thing. Instead Mm -hmm. of, like, we scored a goal or won a game or got a shutout. It's like, look at this pretty move that didn't equal a goal. And then you look at all the other things happening around the league. It's like, oh, Kale McCarr is, like, wrecking shopping in Colorado. And, like, oh, all these other – it's just like – Pedersen scores his 87th goal in two games. It's like, oh, great. Pedersen makes a move that all NHL players does, but he made it look good. But he did it. 600 upvotes on Reddit. Yeah. Elias Pedersen is the first NHL player named Elias Pedersen to ever score a goal on November 14th at 7.05 p.m. <laughs> While being not legally able to drink a beer in the United States. It's, you know, you got to add in some weird stat like that. I do got to say, though, Capocaco has been a lot better, and he's not getting any real news. Like, he's been doing pretty good lately. He's really picked it up, and I haven't heard much about him. Which is strange because he's on the Rangers. Yeah, I think it's honestly because maybe the Rangers aren't doing as good as they were. Honestly, it's just because Kale McCarr is honestly just like on a completely different level. 
He really is. I, well, he's amazing, and I can't even be mad about it. Yeah, like I, I think we all kind of knew he was going to come in. And he was going to do really good. That now top five of the of the 2017 draft is just looking good with Nico. Patrick is kind of the exception. Heisekin went third. Uh, mm. McCarr went fourth, and Pedersen went fifth. Like that's just you got four really good players out of that draft. If you had to rank them. Because that's the first place my mind went. I, th- I think it depends on how you want to rank them. If I had to redraft? I would say, look at it this way, okay? Rank them in terms of where you think their career arc is going to go, not what they're doing right now. Because right now, I feel like you can kind of... All the lists should be pretty similar. But career arc, like projections for the future. I think Makar is going to win a Norris at some point. Ooh. I could see it though. Heisiken, I think, is going to always be solid. Solid. I think he's always going to be very good. I and this is like super way early projections, but I could see him being in the hall of very good. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe like, like that. he's a Norris finalist one year. Yeah, one but gets a gets a few votes every year. Yeah, something like that, where it's like, oh yeah, he he's doing stuff, you know, that kind of thing. Pedersen. I feel like I'm. I don't it's, know. It's so hard for me to rate Pedersen because I actually like Pedersen as a player. I just don't like the Nucks fans and how excited they get about Pedersen. Thank you. And just uh, like like spamming it constantly on our hockey. Like Pedersen does this. Pedersen does it. Like yeah, he makes some good plays. I but it just annoys me. He's probably talk- gonna win. An, he's gonna win an Art Ross probably. It's, no, actually, no. He no, no. He if, as long as McDavid's in the league, he's never gonna win an Art Ross. <laughs> you know, we've talked about this on previous podcasts. I made my opinions clear on why I kind of get annoyed sometimes. It was because it was like whoever their top prospect is, or who they believe their top prospect is. It's like everybody else is garbage except that prospect even on their own team it was like it was Besser for a while and Besser was lighting it up scoring goals left right unfortunately he got injured to end out that season and then it was like all right now we got Pedersen Pedersen new best friend friendship ended with Besser and then it's like all right Pedersen. oh we got Quentin Hughes now like you know what no it's all about Quentin Hughes Quentin Hughes is winning the Norris this week don't you know that and it's frustrating because like hey be happy with your prospects I love that we have Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer and Boquist and a lot of good prospects, but I recognize there are other good prospects as well. And I just feel like whenever I see Canucks fans talk about someone like Patterson, they talk like, nope, that's it. That's the end all be all. He is the highest level prospect. He is S plus. And it's like, come on, dude, like relax. He's very good. He's very good. I think at his peak, 90 points. I can see him getting over 100, like 102, something around, like once. Once. I don't think he's going to be consistent there. No. Uh, Because then you're putting him in a conversation with McDavid, and I don't think he's McDavid. He's not even... He's not even in the same stratosphere as McDavid. I don't think no, there's anyone near McDavid. I would agree with Dreisaitl, that. Besides Dreisaitl at this point. But Dude, I mean, how much is McDavid being carried by Dreisaitl? Get your oven mitts out. Ready for the hot... No, I'm joking. McDavid Man, all day. But That that contract for Dreisaitl, people were worried about that contract. I'm like, no, that's a really good contract now for the production that they're getting from him. 
He's getting like what nine mil? Yeah, I think. I mean, remember, and- I was talking to an Oilers fan uh, very recently, and I was just like, "Remember when you guys almost traded Drysidle for no reason a few years ago?" And he's like, "Dude, I would have stopped watching the Oilers." Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just insane. It's unprecedented what those two are doing, and like they're they could easily be at a hundred points by February. It's weird, you know, how like some pairings and like some combinations of players like duos i like to watch or like i like to hear about somebody like mcdavid and dreisaitl awesome they do a lot of amazing stuff but then there's some other pairs that i'm just like oh shut up and i don't know why rantanen and mckinnon that annoys me for some reason i I feel like they they get too much hype in my opinion but then you got like bergeron and pasternak and i'm like all day every day even though I don't really like, I hate the Boston announcers. I hate Marchand. Love me some Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. I mean, Travis Ajax, one of my favorite players ever. I wear his number, you know, for our pickup team. Like, I love those defensive forwards. I don't know. It's weird how that happens. You just you immediately get a feeling on a duo. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And like, you know, yeah, Bergeron and Pasternak are really good when they work together. Pa- Bergeron is probably going to, they're going to rename the Selkie Trophy to the Patrice Bergeron Trophy. I, know. After, I think if you win it 10 times, they have to legally rename it after you. It's the law. It's the law. And uh, just to go back to that draft, Nico, uh, totally unbiased, is just going to win a Selkie. I don't think he's ever going to win it, but I think he's going to come in third or second once, unfortunately. Yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, like he sure is probably going to top out 80 points. He's going to be yeah. an eighty point, a, a 60 to 80 point center for us, and uh, yeah. I'm okay I'm okay with that. Like I think from okay a point from a point protection, and we go back to this argument. Pedersen's probably gonna get more points than Nico. I still think Nico's gonna have the more complete game. I think Nico already does have the more complete game. I and guess to circle back all the way then, what's your list? Uh once again, it's like what perspective are we looking at that? <laughs> I, I career arc, just or uh projections. Of I course mean, this is way too early. But I guess if we go off that, um Kale McCarr's gonna have the best career. Pedersen and Nico probably take the 2-3 spot, and they're going to flip-flop. High skin will probably come in at fourth, and Patrick is going to be, well, he doesn't deserve to be in fifth, but he's going to be, I guess, fifth out of those guys. Out of those? You know, I agree with you. I think Pedersen, because of his offensive capabilities, yeah, are going just... to make him the solid second pick there. But if I had to pick, I'd definitely take Nico third, and that's not a knock at Nico at all. If anything, that should be showing how good Kale McCarr has been. Yeah, Kale McCarr has just been absolutely insane. I think he's going to continue to be insane, and that's just how it is. I mean, this could all change next year, and, you know, we're all eating our words, and Nolan Patrick is the top scorer from his draft class. Uh, and uh, he's on that... the Flyers, but I, we all hope he gets better. I know he's just got placed on long-term IR. Yeah, no, um, like, like, legit, I just made that joke about that, but, like, I— feel so bad for anyone who runs into stuff like that like Nolan Patrick because I remember I wanted him as a draft pick and I'm like so did I and it just you hate to see that happen to someone who has so much promise and so much talent so like if for some reason a Flyers fan is listening to us just know we do respect Nolan it sucks what happened to him because no one should ever have to go through stuff like that especially before they even turn 20 I know so and migraines are serious business so yeah, because it's just like the, he's been working his entire life to make hockey his career, and now his career is done. But 
potentially potentially it's done i mean i hope he can i hope he can come back Uh, unfortunately his earning potential is always going to be knocked out now or lowered because i feel like there's not going to be a lot of teams that want to give him that long-term deal with this injury history so early on and that's really unfortunate i mean hopefully he's smart with his money and he can still make a living off of it and still do well in his life but it it Mm -hmm. sucks to have to go through something like that like i said i hope he's able to figure it out and everything the one thing i will say and maybe the one thing that will put nico we'll take patrick out of this because really he's on a long-term injury reserve of the four players we were talking about contract wise who do you think is going to have the smallest contract is it heiskin no because very good defensemen are always going to get a big contract because there's less of them so, so nico's <laughs> we're gonna i think nico's nico. gonna have the cheapest contract out of that yeah Unfortunately, Pedersen, yeah. I mean, what do you think Pedersen's gonna be? Do you think Pedersen uh, takes a hometown discount? No. We'll see. Twelve. I mean, it's way too early, but I could see twelve. I was do they say ten. no? I don't know <laughs> how you can say no. Eight. Maybe I was thinking nine to eleven. Yeah, I think he's gonna pull the it's Vancouver, right? Big hockey town, Canada, shining you star. Want, you maybe yeah. Um, we we do get... have one thing we do have to clear up, though. Well, what's the one thing? I actually something, don't know. What... Something that we got wrong on the last episode, and we did a whole section on it. It was one of the questions we got, and then we got the news right afterwards. Corey oh, Schneider um... has been sent down. Can we have 10 seconds of silence for Corey Schneider, please? I no, thought not... you were gonna. Br- I thought you were gonna bring up how I mispronounced the French way of saying the uh, Canadian's no. name. I let that go. We mispronounce stuff all the time. It's fine. Yeah, we do. Oh my. All right, Corey we got Schneider. we got it wrong. And you know what, guys? And I'm saying this. I could have cut that whole question out of the episode, and I didn't. Okay. I could have cut it out, but I did not because we stand by what we say. Just putting that out there. <laughs> I, I'm going to lead off with this. It was the right decision. It was. I just didn't think it, they were going to do it. Like, I honestly I did honestly not think. I didn't think they were going to do it either. It's, it honestly was a gut punch when I saw it because it's just like, and sometimes the right decision is the hardest decision to make. Mm-hmm. It feels it's, like we're breaking up with someone. I know. I mean, first off, I I will still hold hope that Corey finds his game and turns it around and is able to come back and compete at the NHL level. I think um, it's possible. It just, it, it, it's a gut punch. It really is because Corey was elite when we were absolutely garbage. And now we're starting to get better. And then it's just, it's a sad, it's a tragedy. It's sad just devil's like, noises. So I hope he figures things out. I mean, listen, he's still getting paid and he's actually getting paid more down in the AHL because he doesn't have to pay escrow. Yeah. But I, I will hold hope that Corey figures out his game because I'm always going to have respect for Corey. The thing that bothers me with Devils fans, and if I can get on my soapbox oh, no. for a second. Hold no, on. Let, let, let me get it out for you. Hold on. I got you. It's here somewhere. Oh, right. It's right where we left it for every episode we do. Here you go. Here's your soapbox. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> You know what? You can bleep this, Eric, because I have to say this honestly. Oh, no. If you were a Devils fan and you celebrated Corey getting sent down to the AHL, you can go f*** yourself. Ooh, that's uh, that's some editing right there. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I understand there's some editing. No, it's fine. That, I have no problem. That's the thing that bugs me. Like, you celebrating a goalie? Yeah, Corey hasn't been good, but celebrating a player getting sent down? No. That's, no. You're dumb. And How I many? Care. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you're so boxed. Uh, I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, that's fine. And I don't care if, like, someone gets, like, defensive about me saying that, but, like, no. Like, if you're celebrating Corey getting sent down, you're a terrible fan. And I don't care if that rustles some feathers, because, honestly, it's true. Yeah, he probably deserved to get sent down. Absolutely. I'm not going to celebrate and dancing in the streets being like, yes, that's it. We're going to be better because you want to know why? We're not better because Corey got sent down. And it's just Corey never got a fair shake here in New Jersey because he was the guy after Marty. Any goalie that came in after Marty was going to be ridiculed and highly just because he's not Marty. And But Corey came in and played some amazing hockey for this team. He won our only playoff game in the last, let me remember, seven years on a broken groin. His groin was destroyed, and he won a playoff game for us. Just idiots. That's basically it. That's all. I'm sorry I I ranted. But, yeah, no, no. he's an Go ahead. idiot. Idiot. Idiots. They're idiots. If you celebrated Corey going down to the AH minor, uh, once again, you got to edit this. Go f*** yourself and you're an idiot. Ooh, two bleeps in one episode. I don't know if my little editor body can handle this. Uh, no, I got it. Uh, that's where I feel like a lot of fans miss the forest for the trees and don't look at it in terms of what he did for us when he was playing elite. He played in front of some terrible teams. Remember power play unit one, Jordan 2-2? Yeah. yeah. That, that's what he got when he was playing amazing. And then now we're playing slightly better and his body's failing him. And it's horrible, but it, it feels almost like, and I, this might not be a direct comparison, but it feels almost like when somebody gets injured on the ice, like they take a shot or like a slap shot or something like that and they stay down and like a trainer comes out it's that same type of fan that goes boo get off the ice like really really like, yeah it, it, that's what it feels like almost when you're celebrating a player going down like that that was such a pillar of the organization for so long like show a little respect come on now well, yeah. did he deserve to get sent down 100 percent. Mm-hmm. but you don't have to celebrate it yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You know, Matt Tennyson, not the biggest fan of him. He gets sent on wearers. I'm going to be like, you know what? That's probably the right move. But I'm not going to be like dancing in the streets to celebration and be like, yes, it, there we go. The guy is gone. I'm going to be like, you know what? Cool. That's the move that we needed to make because now this opens up the doors for other things. It's just. <sighs> it's almost a question like, do some people believe we're legitimately one change away, be it. Heinz, be it trading Hall, be it scratching one player and putting in a different one. Are there really people out there that believe all we are one change away from being a playoff team? Because we're not. It sometimes feels like that. I mean, with the Detroit game, which we even haven't gotten to yet, you know, people's like, well, you know, we got the win, but this kind of like keeps Heinz here for another week, and but that's not good. Like, are you kidding me? Us firing Heinz is not going to magically make things better. 
maybe it is time to move from on from Heinz, but I don't know. Uh, there was actually past Know Your Devil's guest, uh, friend Robin, of the show, Julie Robenheimer, had a tweet that made sense. Tom Fitzgerald, uh, who's been on the bench now for the past couple of weeks, is still been on the bench, and Heinz is still here as the team. If you think the assistant GM, you know, the guy who reports to Shero, isn't going there and saying, hey, I think Heinz is the problem, that tells you something. It's the players. But Mike Babcock. Yeah, I know. I do with, like I said, people pointed this out too. People complain. John Hines, he doesn't switch the lines around enough. John Hines switches the lines. John Hines switches the lines around too much. It's literally the same people say the same things. I understand the frustration with Hines. I really do. I'm not so much of a high sympathizer, more of like, I know firing him, firing the whole entire coaching staff isn't all of a sudden going to make this into a team that makes the playoffs. Wasn't there recently a report that was just put out that firing the coach midseason statistically did almost nothing? Yeah. Like, everyone looks at the St. Louis Blues and think, well, they're the example. No, they're an outlier. And the other That's why it was so amazing, or else everybody would do it every year. Yeah. Oh, but the Penguins. Yeah, but look at those teams. The Penguins had a championship caliber team. The Blues had a cup contending team when they made that change. The Devils, at the beginning of the season, at best, were a wild card team. Now, imagine this as well. Imagine you're John Hines, and you're being brought up to coach the New Jersey Devils, a rebuilding New Jersey Devils. Let's go back a few years here. Now, imagine you're starting a job, and your job is to rebuild this team because, you know what? We need the rebuild. And then you start rebuilding it, and we're getting better and better, restocking the pantry, doing better as a team, and then you make the playoffs. And it's like, oh, man, like, we maybe shouldn't have been here, but we made it. How exciting is that, guys? And then you go back to rebuilding, and now you're starting to get some aspirations like, hey, maybe we're going to make the playoffs sometimes and it's looking like you're not going to make it, and you just got cut. You're brought in here to do a job, you're doing your job, and then suddenly, are we just supposed to let you go because the team isn't, you know, a playoff team? They're not supposed to be a playoff team. They're still rebuilding. I hate this, like, oh, we've been rebuilding for seven years. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. We've been rebuilding, what, three? Maybe? We've been rebuilding three. The Maybe three. Is, the other thing, too, that people I don't think seem to realize was just how messed up our organization from top to bottom was. Like, Reed Boucher was one of our best prospects. Joel Quinville. Only... I mean, not Joel Quinville. Uh, uh, John Quinville. I don't know why I thought of the coach. John Quinville was one of our best prospects. Eric Jelenas was one of our best prospects. You know where they are? Not here. Not in the NHL. The Devils had to completely... We basically started over as a franchise. Essentially. Essentially. And now we've had to basically, we're yeah, we're still rebuilding. And it's a thing that it, you hate to see. And I agree with the people who do get frustrated. I want to see progress. And I'm of not, I ha we haven't seen any progress this season. So right now it feels like the Devils are plateaued. So I understand the firing Heinz thing. Heinz has done a very good job of developing this talent. And I wish we could get a situation where we could get a coach that can make the team take the next step but we still keep Heinz on to help develop I know that's not going to happen yeah unfortunately it's it's it would be very unusual for a head coach to step down and accept a lower coaching role to somebody else I don't I don't remember the last time that's happened I don't think it ever happens so I get the frustration because yeah it, this team just doesn't seem like it's ready to play some nights but then some nights they do great like the Detroit game 
the first two periods they looked sluggish it was a back-to-back but then the third period came out and they took over they got the win detroit's also not a very good team but that was a great game palmary had two goals coleman had two goals tower hall gets a empty netter gotta get that shooting percentage up some way so it's like overall great game and obviously on a night such as hockey fights cancer it's a really good thing to see because ultimately i think at the end of the day is you know cancer this is bigger than hockey and for everyone to come together uh and celebrate that and say you know we're fighting back is great i mean eric you you obviously have a lot more attached to this than i do so what are your feelings well as a uh, cancer survivor myself yes i I do. I've been in remission four years now. Next year coming up, if I'm still in remission, which the, uh, after all of my tests, there should be no reason I'm not, I'll be officially cured because you do have to be in remission for five years before they treat me as cured. I was diagnosed when I was 25 and now I'm 29. So I'm still here doing this lovely podcast. But yeah, it's. I love to see it. I wear a Hockey Fights Cancer patch on my jersey that I go to every game, so does my dad in the in the top right. He also has an American flag patch on his. But yeah, I always love seeing it. I'm not a big, like, yeah, we have to do this and have to do that and have to... We all know with cancer how terrible it can be and what it can do to a lot of people. But seeing stuff like this and the way that the NHL has done it, it's never felt tacky to me. I've never seen something they're doing and being like, all right, we get it. Like, you care. No, it always has felt genuine. And I can't say that for some other sports, like the MLB, like breast cancer and stuff like that, which is something that's very important. I feel like sometimes they go a little tacky with it, uh, for lack of a better term, where it doesn't feel genuine. It's just like, oh, we're going to paint all the bats pink. It's like, all right, man. Like, But I like the way that the NHL has done it, and I feel like it's in one of the better things that they've done. I'm sure you have some opinions too, and I don't want to just take up all the no, time. That's- no, that's fine, man. Like I said, you. Um, I mean, it's great to hear that you're in remission and you have been. And, you know, I think when we first started hanging out, you were in remission. I never knew you during when you were going through your chemo. So it's like it's the reason why I agree with you with what the NHL does versus other sports is. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned it is the fact that in the NHL, it's not about breast cancer. Like it has been like in the MLB, in the NFL. Mm. It's about cancer, you know? Yes. It's meaning it's not, they're not doing it for one specific type. They're doing it for everything. And it's, it kind of ties into the whole entire, like, you know, hockey is for everyone. And, you know, that's, and it's like the biggest thing is I believe the NHL has a very good sense of community about pride, about brotherhood, you know, Mm -hmm. to bring it back to the devils. And yeah, everything that they do is they, it's very tactful. They recognize different survivors of everything. And it's a, basically a community coming together and standing together. I feel like in the MLB and in the NFL, I don't get that, but personally, I don't watch those sports. So I, I think they don't dedicate a game to this is the NFL fights cancer night. It's, oh, the players just wear pink 
during the month of October. Yeah, and that's just the way it's come. And maybe, hey, maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe uh, that's completely possible. It's just my own personal opinion. That's just the way it's always felt to me, where it felt almost like a marketing campaign than Mm -hmm. a genuine outreach. And I've never felt that with the NHL. I've never felt like it wasn't coming from a good place. And, I mean, when they they sell the warm-up jerseys, that goes right to cancer research. Yeah. And stuff like that is... Yeah, I was gonna say all hockey fights, cancer merchandise. I believe a percentage of the proceeds go to cancer research. Yes, so and, it, it and makes I, it so much better. Yeah, and I think it also ties into that a lot of the players in the league to do the uh, Movember thing, where they grow the mustaches and like because they're trying to bring more awareness to men's health. And I, so like that's the other thing too. I think that makes it feel more genuine is that the hockey players embrace it and they do their own things to try to be like, yeah, I'm trying to generate research for this. Unlike, like, the, I don't think the NFL does the November the November thing. Uh, uh, I don't believe I've really heard of them doing it. Uh, maybe individual players, but maybe. nothing league-wide. Yeah, and I also just think of because of it too, and, you know, the thing is here, I don't want to turn this into, here's why the NHL is better at fighting cancer. I mean, at the end of the day, all these leagues, we're all trying to work towards finding a cure. Yeah, definitely disease. not a knock on any of those leagues. I, these are personal opinions on it, and I'd rather them be doing what they're doing now than doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, everything that happened with Brian Boyle, literally, like, it can't... Brian Boyle comes out that he has cancer. The whole entire community, every single team, is like they're behind him. And it, like, it, it was like with Mario Lemieux, Mario whenever Lemieux, something like that happens, everybody comes together. Phil Kessel, everybody comes together and supports him. So it's just, and maybe it's because too we watch hockey and we get to see that sense of pride. I mean, literally with Brian Boyle, we saw how this team and this fan base just embraced and supported him and. You know, and I just, it, my mind goes back to when he was at the All-Star game. He was talking with Ophi, and literally, like, Brian Boyle asked him a question about, like, what, like, who that kid was with him. And then Ophi answered, and then Ophi's like, are you good? Like, he's, he was referring to the cancer. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I get to take a pill and be fine. So he's yeah. like, that's why we need to keep doing research, because he just gets Because we can a- get to that point where you can actually do it. I went through chemotherapy for six months where I had to go every other week was my session and it lasted about six, seven hours. And it's amazing how far they've come where I, I had a I had a port. If anybody's seen Archer, where he has that port in his chest, I had the same thing. And I sat in a chair and I got to sit in Wi-Fi and watch videos on the laptop, normally had someone with me, and have the medicine go through and then you know, maybe I'd feel sick for a few days, but other than that, compared to just 10, 15 years ago, it's, yeah. it was so much harder and how far they've gone. Where now, for certain types, you can just take a pill and, you know, it, get through it. It, it. Exactly. So it's honestly, I feel like this is maybe what we end the episode on because I'm not really sure how how you can kind of. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can transition to that to be like, so Hall shooting percentage. No, I think uh, we're going to cut it here. This is a long one. This is a long one. Pre-edited, it, it's at like 42, 43. <laughs> and my soapbox is like half of it, so. Oh, um, no, you you had like three minutes. You're fine. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the night, it was great to see it win, but it was ultimately better to see everyone come together as a community. And, you know, it's ultimately, I'm just, I'm glad to know that the NHL does this 
So kudos to the NHL. I know there's a lot of things that we don't really agree with with how they do, but this is the one thing that they definitely knock it out of the park with. It, it is definitely something that they took and ran with. I haven't come across a single thing they've done with it where I was like, eh, I, I don't like that. So, so big ups uh, to them. I think there's still a couple more things going on. I, I know you can still get the merchandise maybe. Um, if you can, I think there's, I don't know if the auctions are still on. I know there were auctions for some of the jerseys and stuff. So yeah, if you're able to contribute in any way, please obviously go out there and make the contribution. And, um, you know, looking at the devils, we're approaching Thanksgiving. It seems to always be the point where you can tell where a team's going to be. So as we look forward to the schedule this week, the devils have three games. They have the Minnesota wild, the Montreal Canadians, and the New York Rangers. So three uh, winnable games. Three winnable games. So we'll see what's gonna happen. I feel like we're leaving this episode on like a weird energy. I know uh, it is, and but the, I feel uh, that's kind of fitting for where this team is because it is. It's kind of weird. It's just weird. What a way to introduce coming to Spotify. Yeah, having a weird <laughs> energy ending. Oh, hey, let, me listen, let me listen to this Know Your Devils podcast. Oh, I like the Devils. Oh, 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 oh! They're getting super. They're getting super into some personal stuff. Hey, this may be your first episode, but this is like our 65th, all right? Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for a few years. Actually, I think our <laughs> I think our episode count might be off because it says episode 64, I know. but there's only 63 episodes. So I'm like, I saw that. Did you, you make a? Did we make the correction or? No, I gotta look into that. I don't know if that was either we were one off or it was we used to have an episode like episode 12. That oh yeah, we. <laughs> was a little uh, racy for what we do now, so oh. I, I, I gotta, I'm gonna look into it. Okay. I'll get it fixed. We'll be fine. All right, because I know we did a bit where we skipped an episode, but oh. I thought we corrected that. No, no, it was the one where we scrapped together all the stuff that I would edit out of episodes, but there was a lot of cursing and yelling and, and stuff like that that uh, we just thought yeah. would be funny at the time. But uh, yeah. we'll okay. see. Okay. I'll fix it. It'll be fine. Okay. Well, so continue to listen to us on Spotify. Give us a follow. We'll still keep posting the SoundCloud. So if you follow us on SoundCloud, you'll get the episodes there. Twitter.com slash KnowYourDevils. That's going to do it for this episode. So once again, my name is Ed. This is Eric. And this is Know Your Devils. We'll see you next time.